Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's Caroline Stephen here. Chris Tate is freshly back from a yoga retreat in Bali. And today on Talking Trading, we look at the similarities between yoga and trading. And yes, my golly gosh, there are many. Yoga is an ancient Indian tradition. The word yoga is derived from the Sanskrit word to mean yoke or join. And yoga bridges the divide between the physical, mental and emotional spheres. As a fine art... A yogi needs both their mind and their body. Yoga is one of mine as well as CT's passions and the connections between trading and yoga are numerous. We'll hear about some of them with Chris Tate and how life was in paradise for the big bald bloke just after Louise Bedford in Mind Power today who asks you to share your vision with those you love. Are you cramming your life with the things that you love because if you do you'll have an incredibly happy life one of the things that I'd encourage you to do is to share your vision for the future with the people that you love the most what do you see what does your heart absolutely sing for what grabs you have you actually transmitted that belief and that vision to your spouse and to your children So often we think that people aren't fully behind us when in actual fact we haven't taken the time to be able to share the things that mean the most to us and where we want to head. I'll give you an example. When my little guy, he was a part of the big relaunch of the mentor program. You see, with our trading game mentor program, we used to take on just a very few people to be able to train, but we wanted to go bigger and better. We wanted to help more people to be able to share our views to a greater audience. That very first year when we booked out a larger group and my dreams had started to come to fruition with the mentor program, we sat down to dinner and I said to Ryan, my little guy, why do you think mum is so happy that the mentor program booked out so quickly? And I have to actually take a deep breath here because it's very tempting to have tears come to my eyes when I say this story. But Ryan looked at me with his gorgeous way of processing the world and he said, you're happy because for the children of the people that booked into the mentor program, it means that they can live the way that I live and that they can have experiences the way I have had experiences. Oh my gosh, that just meant so much to me. I had managed to successfully transmit 
my vision to my child. I love that he grasped it. I love that he processed it and it came out in his own words as to why I was excited. And I love that he felt involved. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have the support of those who you care for, who you value. And I wish for you that you find the words and the intent to be able to share your vision with the people that you love. Isn't it time you grew up and took responsibility for your own trading? You know it's time. Time to get involved with our very next six-month Repeat for Free Trading Game Mentor Program, where you'll learn how to trade every instrument over every time frame. I'm Louise Bedford, best-selling author of books on the share market. We've been running our Trading Mentor Program for nearly two decades. Register for priority notification for our very next course. Go to tradinggame.com.au slash priority and register right now so you can be a part of it all. That page again, tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority. Chris Tate is freshly back from a yoga retreat from Bali and we are ready to stretch further into his mind and his trading. Chris Tate, welcome back. Thanks, Caroline. I managed to survive the Bogan Express, also known as Jet, Jetstar JQ044 from Denpasar. I must admit, I felt somewhat left out because I seem to be the only person on the plane who did not have a mullet or their hair braided. I was also the only person who didn't seem to be called Sherelle or Braden. And of course, you've got to pronounce it. You've got to pronounce it correctly. It's Braden, Braden, Braden. You little bastard which you, of course, yell all around the terminal while waving your great big flappy tattooed arms around. Eight questions about Bali. How long were you there? What have you got? Seven days. What exactly were you doing there? Yoga. Where were you? That's a very good question. We're about 40 minutes southeast of Denpasar. What did you do each day? Uh, the days were brilliantly simple, which is... Part of the attraction for someone like me who likes and establishes routines really quickly in that because of the time difference, you were waking up early anyway, and Bali is always warm. And so it was simply a matter for me of sun comes up, open the doors, walk outside, fall in the pool, float around for a while, have green tea, go and do first yoga session of the day for an hour and a half, come back, breakfast was served. And then it was free time, lunch, tootle about the place, second session of the day, dinner was served. Brilliantly simple and brilliantly routine. Uh, no need to think. Favourite thing about Bali? Probably two things. The Balinese, who are immensely tolerant of Australians, I would have taken an axe to all of this, and the weather. The weather has a wonderful uniformity to it. At this time of the year, it ranges between 23 and 28. It occasionally rains, and that's the only variance you get. Favourite food in Bali? Uh, the chocolate I bought at the airport, actually. How good are you at yoga now? I look like an octopus falling out of a tree. Is yoga for wimps? 
No. And this is the strange thing that people... Yoga as an endeavour gets a bad rep. And it does so, I think, because of attempts to popularise it. Traditional yoga or Ashtanga, as I practice it, I refer to it as Indian calisthenics because it's very, very vigorous. The poses are challenging physically and mentally. Uh, there's a lot of balance work. There's a lot of isometric holds, which when your nervous system and your body are geared to explosive work that ends in two seconds, is very, very difficult for someone like me. So it presents these challenges. And I think what happens is, as with all things, when it becomes westernised, it becomes a product. And to sell the product, it A, has to have infinite silly variations, but it also has to be simple and easy. Ashtanga has a set sequence that is probably unchanged for a thousand years. Everybody does the same sequence in the same way at the same time. This doesn't sit well with Westerners because we get bored. We can't repeat that routine over and over again, Just, despite the value of the routine. And this is one of the parallels with trading is that trading is a routine endeavour. You do the same thing in the same way every day for your own benefit. The moment you begin to tick around with the routine, which has been established for your own benefit, the benefits are dissipated, they're lost. And this is the Western mentality. The Western mind struggles with yoga. I, I have friends who in the evening we would do a yin session. A yin session is where you hold poses for five minutes, anywhere between three and five minutes. I find that immensely relaxing because it's a form of semi-active meditation. But people struggle with it because you're not actually doing anything in that time. And it was interesting to watch people start to fidget and move around and generally become uncomfortable because they they couldn't be comfortable with their own discomfort. Mm. And that that's a, another one of these parallels of trading is that you must learn to be uncomfortable with your own discomfort. I mean, the, the analogy is, for example, you know, you've bought something at one and it's gone to 150 your natural instinct is to want to do something because you are uncomfortable. You can't simply sit there and let time unfold as time will unfold of its own accord, whether you're involved in it or not. Okay, so here are some questions on the parallels between yoga and trading to draw out a few more than you just mentioned in the routine. Number one, position sizing. A yoga pose is like a trade. The setup, trigger, and execution is there. You are balanced at all times and not overcommitting weight. A yoga pose is uncomfortable, but not painful. You expand your capacity without hurting yourself, just like position sizing. And, and I actually take it probably back a, one step before that, in that before you begin all of that, because they're, they're the activity parts of a sequence, an idea, a movement. All yoga begins with a pause and an intent. And, and the problem that traders have is that their trading does not begin with a pause because being Westerners, we have this fear of missing out. So people act when there is not even a trade there or a suboptimal trade 
because they don't want to miss out. All of yoga has a pause. You stop and then you begin. And you begin with intent so you know where you're going post that pause. And if you if you watch high performance endeavours, you, you will see that simply through happenstance, they have a pause built in. If, if you watch surgery, surgeons don't just roar in and start. They go through their own little routine of scrubbing up, then they approach the table, and then they stop. Pilots go through checklists. The checklist is a pause. It's a stop. You even watch sprinters. A 100-metre sprint is over in 10 seconds or less. But you watch sprinters on the block, and they stop. They pause. Mm. And that's just not to build energy. That's there for a reason for them. Traders forget this in that we just see something that looks vaguely interesting and think, oh, I'll have a crack at that, <laughs> we, we, without sitting there, why, why am I doing this? It doesn't meet the criteria. It doesn't meet the rules. Number two, muscling doesn't work. In yoga, you ease into the pose and gradually stretch into it. You can't force your body to do more than it can. Just like if your entry criteria doesn't fit your archetypal trade, you can't force it. One of the keys to yoga, one of the key concepts, is the notion of surrender. You surrender to the time it takes, you surrender to gravity, you surrender to the unyielding support of the earth. And they are all moments of surrender. And particularly when you are doing yin, which might involve holding a static stretch for five minutes, you've got to surrender to the process. Because without that surrender, nothing happens. You're completely locked up and jammed. It's true. And so you have to let it unfold. Sort of the statement of the week whilst we were away, it was always repeated. And it's a, it's a statement like, instructor repeats over and over and over and over again and it is simply feel don't force and in terms of the application to trading it is you, you can't make trades that aren't there you have to, to surrender to the notion that there may not be a trade there but there is a further point and that is that you surrender to the trade doing its thing trades will do their things whether you're involved or not your involvement is an irrelevancy and understanding that you are irrelevant is incredibly difficult for people. They, they don't get them buying BHP has no impact on BHP at all. It could not give a shit. On that point, competition. In yoga, you have to get your ego out of the way to perform the postures. The only person in yoga is yourself. You are not competing with anyone, just like the markets. It is a completely insular endeavor it's very egocentric it's very narcissistic and in many ways it's actually quite selfish because it's only about you and it's only about your progress from one point in your calendar to the next point in your calendar it's not about what someone else is doing because there will always be someone who on a given day is better or worse than you but that's an irrelevancy to you. And the same is true in trading. There will be on any given day someone who makes more than you and someone who makes less. But those events are completely irrelevant to the trajectory of your trading. If it becomes a matter of you 
cracking the sads because you perceive that someone else is doing better or you've seen on social media that someone has done something, then your progress comes to a grinding halt because all of a sudden you're locked into a rigid external form of competition as opposed to an internal form of reflection. Mindfulness. The most common state of mind in the West is scatteredness. Yoga brings centeredness, mental equilibrium and mindfulness. Yoga tunes out the noise of everyday life and busyness. Just like focusing on your trading plan, tunes out the noise of the markets. And I, I have to admit, mindfulness is a difficult thing to achieve. It's a hard endeavour. There's always something going on. But as you say, if there's a roadmap or a guide, because when, when you're meditating, you, know, you will often have someone acting as a guide. So it's a guided meditation. And that guide is a roadmap that constantly brings you back to where you should be. And Or you might have a count. Uh, for example, the way it's often done is you have a count that starts with a number. Ours started with the number 108. But you say the number is 108 and 107, 106. And if you lose count or repeat, you've got a landmark to come back to. You've got something that pulls you back. All, all the trading plan does when people actually follow them is act as sort of that count, like a metronome. It pulls you back to what the beat is, what your rhythm should be, so that you're not scattered and searching around in the dark for something that may or may not be there. And the moment you concentrate on process, not outcome, and meditation's a process, so too is trading. The moment you concentrate on process, then the outcome takes care of itself. Flexibility of mind and body. Suppleness of the body promotes flexibility of the mind, as my yoga teacher always likes to say. Lateral or sideways extensions promote lateral thinking. Agility of the mind and flexible thinking means you're more able to pick up new information and new languages, like the art of share trading, and you're able to grasp its concepts at any age. You are never too old to teach a monkey new tricks, either on the yoga mat or in the markets. But it also... Stretching is painful. Even for people who are hypermobile like me, there are time, there were times when I was away when my back was playing up where I thought, good God, why is the floor so far away? <laughs> but once you've been through the process, you understand that pain in some way, shape or form is simply part of the natural process. It is the thing mm. you have through. And without an understanding of that, and this is one of the problems I think that people face in everything they do. They don't understand that growth comes with pain. It just does. There's nothing you can do about it. And there's a variety of mechanisms that that occurs, the most prominent of which is failure. When you're undertaking a new endeavour, you fail. Failure is painful. But if you have a flexible mindset, or now what social psychologists call a growth mindset, you don't take that as a reflection of your innate ability and as a lock on what you can do, but rather as a guidepost of somewhere you need to improve, something that you need to work on, something that is a, a landmark that you can come, come back to as a benchmark for improvement.
And that's all for this week's show, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear more from Chris Tate on true alignment, discipline, and the process of flow. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a good week trading in the markets. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.